Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 22. Worried about Dansby? Question we're going to keep on asking. In this segment, Crawley's talking to Cubs organist John Benedict as he prepares for his fourth season behind the Lowry organ. Joining me now, live on location at Club 400, I'm here with the Cubs talented organist, John Benedict, finishing up with all the hey, hey, holy mackerel. This doesn't get you in the mood for baseball, I don't know what we John, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. What what a location for this. Uh, Hey, there it was. There's a reason we chose this location. (laughs) Uh, John, you know, you have been the Cubs organist since 2020, so Mm -hmm. we're going what on season number three now. This is number four, officially number four. four. Officially number four. Yep. All right. Tell our listeners, how did you get into music? I mean, obviously, anyone listening to this can tell how talented you are. And the music in general. In music in general. What okay. got you playing the piano and got you into music, man? Well, uh, when I was a kid, it was about, I think it was the end of first grade. My, my mom, particularly, she, she, she saw something and wanted to put me in piano lessons. I, I did not want to get into piano lessons. Uh, so she threw me into it. I hated it for the first six months. 
Um, I wasn't very disciplined. I didn't like practicing. Uh, my teacher, luckily, her name is Sally Mangtolo, um, was very patient, very regimented, knew that I needed structure, but I was this just hyperactive whatever. And uh, one day I heard, um, I heard Canon and D played by another one of our students and like, I fell in love. I'm like, I want to learn that. And she's like, no, you can't. You're not disciplined enough. And I'm like, excuse me, how dare you? You can't tell me what I can't play. Me being six. And she's like, well, if you practice 15 minutes a day, which to a six-year-old sounds like an eternity, but 15 minutes a day, you can, you can get there. And sure enough, as I you know, dove deeper into the music she gave me, it, I, it turned something on where I was just chasing after piano. I, was, I don't know what it was, but I, I loved it, and I wanted to, to continue chasing after more. Now, John, I, I've seen you where, I, where people have, we've been here at Club 400, we've been in many parties, and, they, and all of a sudden somebody just shouts out a song, and in about <laughs> three seconds, I swear to God, people, you, you have it. You have the song down. When did you realize that you had that gift to be able to play and learn by ear? Because that, there's a lot of people that practice and, and, and can play, but not like what you do. Well, it, that, that's out of the being able to play by ear. Um, believe it or not, it's far more common than you'd think to be able to, to pick up on music and feel it and tell you know, the relationship between notes. That sort of came with uh, each lesson and each year passing a, a, in, in piano lesson. I, I, I learned that I could play by ear. Um, and that's where I primarily found my love for music. It wasn't in the Mozarts and the, the Beethovens and the Bachs. It was, it was in listening to a song that may not be a piano song to begin with and trying to translate it down to the keys. Um, and then eventually just being able to do that quicker and quicker and quicker. And I think it works perfectly fine for this job. So, and, and, and you've always been a Cubs fan. I've, I've seen pictures of you and yeah. your sister and stuff and your family mm -hmm. all in Cubs gear. Oh yeah. Who, who was your guy growing up when you were watching the Cubs? Oh man. Sosa is what got me into it. Definitely Sosa. Uh, he's a couple of his cards are up here. Um, when I started to pay attention, I think 07, 08 was when I really started paying attention. I loved little baby Ruth, Mike Fontenot. <laughs> oh, man. When he was a leadoff man, he and uh, the riot yeah. were just, they were electric. I loved Jimmy Edmonds, loved Gio Soto. Everyone loved Aramis Ramirez. But, man, for some reason, Mike Fontenot, watching him play, I kind of resonated with him. So. The Cajun connection. Yeah. The LSU boys. That's right. Well, here's the, here's the funny thing, John, is I remember we went on a Club 400 bleacher trip in about mm. 2019, mm. And, and you and I were kind of hanging out. They were right on the wall. We were right on yeah. the wall, like, right basically where the 400 is underneath. Exactly, yeah, pretty much. And, and I remember you and I kind of just talking about the organ and stuff <laughs> like that. That was the weekend Gary uh, announced his retirement. The weekend Gary yep. Presley, the anchor man, 30 years mm -hmm. behind the Lowry organ, and and all of a sudden he announces that. And 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 did you know right away, like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to get into the tryouts or anything like that? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I remember me, me and Danny Rocket, uh, we're just kind of joking back and forth because we're both on that same wavelength of, of of musicianship, being able to play improvisationally and by ear and he's got some licks on the keys he can play and we're joking like oh man what if we both did and that's about the end of that conversation we literally joked for a few minutes not very long about it because it's it seemed so far-fetched it seemed like it was just kind of like oh well of course some, there's a ton of people probably pining for this job probably tons of people and um 
it wasn't until, and you, you could probably tell some of this story too. We could, I don't want to pigeonhole the rest of this interview, but in August, that was August of 2019. If we want to get people on the same page with the timeline, August of 19, when Gary announced his retirement, and all the way through the winter. Yeah, it, it was, it's, it's nothing. You hear no announcement. It's nothing. kind of radio silent. Yeah. And so it's the last CubCon, 2020, not, it was the last CubCon before the pandemic, yeah. 2020. Yep. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, they got to have the new keyboardist. I can't wait to meet him. Because every yeah. year I'd get a picture with Gary. I saw you had a picture yeah. with Gary, which was absolutely That was amazing. 2019. That was this last year. Right? 2019 is last year. Yeah. And so I'm looking around and there is no keyboardist. All they have is like <laughs> a, an iPod shuffle hooked up playing organ music. Huh. And so I talked to Crane <laughs> Kenny at a Cubs convention and I'm just like, you know, Crane, do you have an organist yet? And he tells me, no, not yet, Crawley. It's a process. I'm like, I got a guy and you brought up Danny rocket. And the thing mm. that I remember is Danny would come here and play his songs. And if you don't know Danny rocket or the bleacher bum band, you can find yeah. them on iTunes, great music, download their stuff. But I remember one time we were watching and Danny was playing and he was shouting out chords to you. Yep. And you were all and it, and it looked like you guys have been playing for 20 years together. And you guys were just playing for the first time that night. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh that was a Montero God. night. I think. Yeah. The Miggy yeah. Montero Christmas yeah. party. I remember and that. so, you know, you know, Crane says, well, give John my information and, and, and see what happens. And all of a sudden it kind of gets the ball rolling. And now they want you to do a uh, you have to do a demo, right? Yeah. So we come here and this is why this is so significant. That weekend when you sent that email out to Crane and Lauren and all the people that were involved in this process, uh, they asked, hey, is there any way you could record something on an organ? And then I'm thinking like, oh. We got to record it on this organ. This is the organ from Wrigley in 93 to 04. I mean, like, this is, there's no better place to do it unless you were actually at Wrigley. So we come here, you, me, William. Yeah, Sir William. Sir William. 400 podcast. Yeah. Uh, set up some lights. I have a production background, so I had to make it as pretty as possible. Put up some lights. I'm wearing a microphone, and I'm thinking, like, what do we got to do? And we're sitting down here brainstorming because I don't think I had gotten a prompt yet from the audition team to tell me what to do. And that's another story. We did this tape, we sent it in, made it look nice. They get back to me with prompts. What would you do in this scenario? This, this, and this. And we come back here, record it again. And you know, all this is just, it very quickly went from, I got nothing to lose to holy crap, this actually might happen. It was just a bizarre few weeks. Right. And, and I remember they wanted like a traditional baseball song, like yeah. holy mackerel. And then they wanted a current song. And we're, yeah, we did. Uh, 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 yeah. 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 And, and it goes out there, and then kind of I don't hear anything. I know now all of a sudden things are starting to go in the background. Yeah. And they make the announcement not one, but two organs. Yes. You and Josh Langhoff. That That's right. And so it was so exciting for all of us from Club 400 just to see, John, that you. <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to be part of history. And we're just sitting here absolutely amazed and freaking out and making plans. We got to be ready for opening day to watch John play. And, and sure enough, the baseball season gets canceled. The worst possible thing that could possibly happen to anyone, really. The world shuts down. <laughs> the world shuts down, and as you know, and, and we know that there's not going to be an opening day played in April, and oh. we're trying to figure out what's going on. 
But there is a very special moment that kind of comes out of this. And what I remember is that it's the pandemic and it's when all of a sudden everybody's freaking out. And it's like ghost towns everywhere, like tumbleweeds in the streets. And all of a sudden one day the Cubs make a decision and say, we want someone to play the organ. No game, just play the organ. And so you got tapped for that one. And so I forget the day specifically. It was was two days before my birthday. So it was May. No, it was on my birthday they called me. May 13th is when they called me. I think May 15th was the day. It was a Friday. Um, they said, hey, John, we're going we're gonna to release a presser on you guys officially um, and flip the speakers on and let you play for an hour. Because the, there was nothing going on. Nothing was breathing. And I think Ricketts himself, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to speak too, too out, of, uh, out of place, but I think Ricketts pitched this saying, hey, we got to give the neighborhood something to – get a semblance of normalcy, you know, like coming home from work and they hear the organ playing. It's something they're used to already be living in Wrigleyville. They hear the organ all the time. And um, I thought it was no better way to fire up the season. I I was in Wisconsin bunkering down. And Mm -hmm. then our our friend, our mutual friend, we talked about Danny Rock went out there recorded and we went live that day. And, 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 and honestly, I cried, John. Like I had like tears <laughs> in my eyes. You're already an emotional guy. I'm an so emotional guy, but just sitting there and and like it was music was shut down that whole time yeah. period. There was nothing going nothing. on, no baseball. Everything that I just wait for and it's all gone. Mm-hmm. And I never, I'll never forget you playing. And if you could maybe play it a minute, what a wonderful world if you could play a couple yeah. of things. I mean, that was that. Like I said, it's still. I'm almost crying. Here. I'm emotional, guy. <laughs> but 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 as we sat there, all of a sudden things do start to get back to normal. Yeah. Do you remember the first mm-hmm. time playing at Wrigley Field mm-hmm. with fans? It was partial in the stadium, but with fans. 2021. That was it. I mean, it, opening day. I think we played the Brewers. We always play the Brewers opening day. It seems, seems like a lot, it. Yeah. Um, it was cold. Me and Josh are both just totally like layered up and we had uh was it 25 percent i think it was a 25 percent but that trust me that's a that's about ten thousand people that is more than enough more than enough going the entire 2020 season with at the most people in the bleachers because halfway through the season they opened up the the uh, rooftops i mean and now with people right next to you. You can hear them just beneath in the club level and, and the, and yeah, I could see them. I'm waving at them. I'm just like, there's, there's people here. I was, I was beside myself. I couldn't believe it. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
And, and, and now, you know, now you're, you're playing to 40,000 strong. And, and, and you know what, John, I'm really excited once this, especially this year, because yeah. the team looks so much looks, better. It's looking good, man. You know, you, just the energy and the vibe. And I yeah. think you and the crowd play off each other. Yeah. Now, there are two organists, you and Josh, as right. we mentioned. Yes. And so you guys do have your own unique styles. Mm-hmm. What would you say is, is the difference between you and Josh when you guys are playing? The patches, definitely. You can hear that there's a totally different tone. Uh, and I can't find the equivalent setting on this one, uh, but the, 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 the Lowry at Wrigley has this sort of B3 jazz setting that Josh loves to use. He's a very he's, – he's, he's a jazz rock organist. That's, that's, he plays at a church, but uh, he also does stuff with B3s on the side, and he loves that sound. So anytime you're at Wrigley and it sounds more like a, like a Boston-style – organ like from the band uh, that's josh i i try to keep it as close to gary as possible uh he left his settings uh at wrigley pretty much as it was and then i add one extra high-end flute so his like if i go to his this is his old setting very mellow and then i just add another flute you can hear a little more on the high end cuts through better and i've i've had something similar ever since for the stretch i usually add a couple strings so um maybe one less string we lower and it's a little more regal it's a little bit more of like a circus let's let's talk about the seventh inning stretch because john i I, i'm not a guy who gets too jealous but occasionally (laughs) occasionally i'll see you playing along with somebody like like Bob Odenkirk sure. or something like that, and they come in. Who, who are the celebrities so far that you have just kind of almost had to be like pinch yourself moments <laughs> that this guy is, is, is singing along to me, and then he pops into that little booth? Funny you mentioned Bob Odenkirk. So uh, I we usually learn who we're playing for uh, the day of because it could change. Usually they know who's coming ahead of time, but they usually just keep it on – on the DL until it's like, oh, okay, he's officially here. He's got tickets. He's, he's shown up. Um, so Bob comes up. I expected that Bob was going to be here. I'm a big fan of Bob. I love Breaking Bad. I love Better Call Saul. So, like, he's, he's, he's it for me. I'm like, this, this is great. But I, I, you have to compose yourself. You can't, you can't be this guy. You can't fanboy. You can't fanboy. You can say it's a pleasure and, you know, say you, I like your stuff, but you can't be like, because you, you're you're collaborating, you have to get this done with. Sometimes people come in and they don't know the stretch. You have to lead them in. You have to show them how it's done, so they at least have something to work with when they get into the booth. Um, but Bob comes up, shakes my hand, and around the corner walks this this woman who is dressed pretty like normal, like not. She doesn't look like a celebrity. If they look like anything, she didn't look like a celebrity. And I'm looking twice, and, and like before it was at the tip of my tongue, Bob's like, you know my friend, Susan Tedeschi? <laughs> and I'm a huge Tedeschi Trucks fan. Like, like, like Derek Trucks and Susan, they're, they're two of my favorite blues artists. And Susan's voice, it, uh, besides Melissa Etheridge, is my favorite female singer. Like, it, it's a, I, I was floored. I, I stopped in my tracks. I kind of did this. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe it. She wasn't even – supposed to be there she wasn't on the dock and but she was hanging out with bob and she came up and sang with him 
amazing. Yeah, and she one, was so sweet too. She's just the nicest person. I the one that still makes me laugh though is Big Show. Ah, so, Paul White. Yeah. Seeing a picture of you in the Big Show. I mean, what a, what a contrast, man. I mean, that guy is in, immense. He's, He's just seven humongous. feet tall, just shy of four hundred pounds, and I'm five six on a good day. <laughs> and if you if you can't in the camera, there's a bench right here. I it, it's a very similar to the one that's at Wrigley, and he sat down in the booth to rehearse with me, and I'm standing up. I'm eye level. He might have been even a little taller, sitting down. <laughs> I'd be the, scared for the, the bench. Single right? biggest human I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, very nice guy, but wow. So yeah. so talk to me. Once the game starts, right? You kind of have a general idea of what you're going to play, but mm. once the game starts, you have to be able to adapt to different situations. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to give you some situations. I'm going to throw them out. You play a couple <laughs> bars here. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Cub makes an awesome play defensively. Uh, infield. Infield. Okay. Um. um. Nice. Baseball tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What about in the outfield? Uh, if it's a diving catch. Um. If I have enough time. Now, yeah. the one that I always kind of like it for me is Alive by Pearl Jam. Yeah. Obviously, Eddie being a big Cub fan, me being a big Pearl Jam and Cub fan. Do you, do you know the connection? As far alive? as? Yeah, to the baseball. Why, why do I play Alive? When, when all of a sudden, like a, like a batter is sitting there and, and the count's still alive yep. as far as foul balls, exactly. keeping it there. Let me, let me hear a Nailed few it. bars of a line. Yeah. All right. That, that's absolutely. <laughs> now, 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 Joe Ross comes, or Dave Matt. No, David Ross. David Ross is coming out <laughs> to take the pitcher out. What are we playing on that? Okay. Now, you are active on social media, mm -hmm. and you play a lot of things, and you ask for suggestions and yep. something like that. How fun is it as far as you're you know, interacting with the fans and coming up with some ideas for when the opposing team's in town? That's, that's probably my favorite part is because um, social media both helps me interact with people that aren't at the ballpark and with people in the ballpark because I get messages on Twitter and Instagram and all that from people who are there like, hey, John, if you see this, play this. <laughs> and I think that that was always like my dream. Like if I ever got the chance to do this, which thank God I did, um, how cool would it be to just someone who's like, I don't know if the organist is going to see this. It's kind of out there. He probably gets a ton, which I don't get as many as you think. So if you're at the ballpark, send me something. Um, out of the 40,000, you're contributing to the soundtrack that's being played at Wrigley Field. And if it's your first time or you just are passing through you never you don't you're not like a season ticket holder you're there once and you hear your song played i think that would be the greatest feeling so giving that to someone who's there or if someone's in the uk because they're going to the uk this year i got a lot of people saying like oh man play this and whatever they they, they, they like the the um the beatles or the 1975 or someone from liverpool like uh hearing their music it's someone who's not particularly into baseball but think that this aspect is something interesting it helps me reach that too well john it's funny because we've come full circle because again i sit there and i walk into cubscon 2023 the first one since 2020 yeah 
And the first person that I get to see sitting down at the Lowry Organ is John Benedict. <laughs> How did that feel for you? Because you had been at Cubs cons in the uh, past. Yeah. But now you're the guy that people are coming up and wanting to take pictures with. That was that was a blast because they put you right up front. Me and Josh are at an organ like this, right in the lobby. It's almost like we're the info desk. It's that central. And you got people. The foot traffic is immense. That's where you come into the hotel. That's where you go to pass to get to the escalators and the elevators to get to your room. So it's, it's foot traffic after foot traffic. And people will sit in the, the seats behind us shouting stuff out, like you were saying. They just say, hey, can you play this? Uh, hey, can, can, uh, how do you do this one? Or what would you like? They're in such a good mood because you can tell everyone was just so happy to be there again. And on top of that, they are just hanging out with one another. They're all there for the same purpose. And uh, it, I can't say enough about it. It, it was fantastic. And, and one thing that was really cool for me is that it seems like, you know, there's just a new crop of you guys coming up, whether it's you, Josh, Jeremiah yeah. Paprocki, the yeah. PA announcer, Miguel Esparza finally starting to get some credit mm -hmm. as, as uh, you know, the Spanish broadcaster. Yeah. So it's almost like you guys have kind of formed like this, this you know, just a, a kinship among yeah. each other. And it's got to be a lot of fun that you guys are going through all of this together. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeremiah came a year after I started. Um, I worked a year with Andy Bellison, who was there for 10 years. He was there during the World Series and all that. And his voice, to me, because I started going to games a lot at, in my high school days, which was 08 to 12, and then after high school. So he was there pretty much the whole time. And his voice was synonymous right. with Wrigley. Just as much as the organ was, hearing Bellison's voice was, that was it. And I heard he retired, and I was like, oh, bummer, man, like, who are they going to be able to replace with that? And they brought in Paul, who was the guy who was there before Bellison, because they hadn't found a guy starting 2021. Uh, and then a couple others came in. And then they said, we got a guy. It's a 21-year-old from – I'm like, whoa, I thought I was young coming into this. They got a 21-year-old. And, like, and then I hear it. Yeah, when you hear I that hear, voice. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's so automatic. It's, it sounds like he's been doing this for 40 years. And already and, he's got stuff in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. Unreal, man. Yeah. I got to ask you one last question, yeah. John, is that when you sit there and it's a beautiful sunny day, 40,000, you could see Lake Michigan you can. from where you are. I mean, mm -hmm. how much of this is just kind of feel like a dream sometime for you to be a Cub fan and, to, and, and, and your office is Wrigley Field? How, how much mm -hmm, do you think man. about that? Uh, at least once a game, I, I, I catch myself just kind of doing a panoramic uh, baseball. Even on like a crazy game, you have a lot of downtime where you're, you know, every now and again, you got to do the, you got to do that. And then, but then you're sitting there waiting for the pitch to go or waiting for whatever. You've got a lot of downtime to kind of just soak in the scene and, even on a rainy, cold day or a blistering, sunny August afternoon, it's, it's, it takes your breath away. And you only understand that if you're a Cubs fan. I mean, you, you could be a baseball fan and Wrigley means something, but to be a Cubs fan who grew up going there and now you get to work there, is, 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 that's a dream. That really is. Well, John, for people that do want to give suggestions or maybe they want to you know, message you and ask about lessons or anything like that, what, what, is, what is your Twitter handle? How can people reach you on the socials? Uh, my Twitter is at uh, John Benedict, which is my name, J-O-H-N-B-E-N-E-D-E-C-K. Uh, and then Twitter, uh, Instagram is where I post a lot of my shenanigans, that and TikTok. But 
just dot John B. Uh, that that <laughs> I'll tell you the backstory of that my name is just John, and everyone's like, oh, is it Jonathan or short? I'm like, no, it's just John, and that's kind of where I got that from. It's not meant to be snarky, but that's where I got. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, uh, TikTok is Johnny B on the keys. It's all one word, no caps. I don't know if that matters. That doesn't all right. matter. Well, make but. sure that you follow John. Get those suggestions in. John, why don't you play us a little Sweet Home Chicago to, to play us out here? Uh, oh, I actually had it set up for that. How about... You made a tempo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.